Was fantastic, Jake. I appreciated Thanks. every second of that. <laughs> it's not uh, often you get to use mouth noises to that extent to make no, something. So, no, uh, not, not, not something worthwhile. I mean, let's be honest. I make mouth noises all the time, uh, especially on this <laughs> podcast here. It's what I feel like I just do all day long. But uh, no, that was terrific. Uh, thank you for that, uh, folks. You've joined the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. If you weren't thrown off by the new and improved intro music for the week here, uh, yeah, you, you found the right place. You're joining us at the right time. We, we've got our same live show. Still Jake and myself here. We're, we're, we're doing our thing, so to speak. So, yeah, our show, if you haven't guessed by that lovely intro, is a show about nothing. Why are we calling it that? Because we literally got nothing this week. Uh, but I don't up. want it to sound negative, Dustin. I no, feel like no, this no, is no. coming off sounding negative. What we want, because look, everybody in the world is talking about the exact same thing in fantasy football right now. This is the fantasy playoffs. That's, That's right. it. It's the fantasy playoffs. And it's COVID and injuries are everywhere. And, and so people are freaking out. What do we do with the fantasy playoffs? Everybody else has already taken care of that. But we wanted something a little bit more natural, kind of get back to basics. You know, mm -hmm. what DTFF used to be all about. Is that what we were about? It's been so long, I, I just mean, don't I even thought, know. <laughs> I thought that's what we were about. We need to get a mission statement drawn up, Dustin. A new and improved mission statement. <sighs> that sounds like a lot of work, and I don't know if my brain is up for that. <sighs> Fine. Let's continue on. Uh, with our lack of mission statement, which at least for this episode is is just to be about the general idea of nothing. Yes. No, it, it's going to be a fun one. We're just going to kind of spitball here with whatever uh, comes to the front of our cranial lobes here. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just sit and chit chat. <laughs> Saddle up to the bar, so to speak. And, and chat, let's chat. Yeah. And let, let, let's chat some fantasy football here. So um yeah, as Jake alluded to, or didn't alluded to, flat out said, it's the fantasy playoffs. Uh, Jake, how how was your fantasy playoffs looking? Uh, I got a couple of leagues where I have a first round bye, which is very nice, so I don't have to deal with all the disasters going on out there. That's great. Uh, there's a couple that I got booted from rather unceremoniously here this weekend. One of those being Scott Fishbowl, which I saw I missed out on by like two points. Ugh. They average your total season-long points with your, mm -hmm. your previous week's points for that first round, and I just missed it. And here's the kicker, Dustin. I was so hungover from – it was a birthday celebration this week, <laughs> and, and we went out celebrating on Saturday. I was so hungover I forgot to uh, check, and I was going to remove TJ Hawkinson from my lineup. Didn't do that. He didn't play this weekend. I'm not saying that I would have necessarily gotten the points to make it up, but right. it's possible. It's possible. Uh, I am sorry. That is it happens. just too bad. That, that, More that's, deserving that's people will get to go on this way. It, it all balances out in the end. That's right. Um, 
yeah, my fantasy playoffs. Thanks for asking, Jake. You're so considerate. Uh, <laughs> I just knew you were going to start talking about it. That's the only reason you asked me to begin with. I knew is you were just waiting for me to wrap up so that you could talk about yours. No, I would never want to talk about myself. Come on. Uh, yeah, I was we, we in our home league. Um, we decided this year for our, our fantasy playoffs to start week 14. We didn't adjust for this season just to kind of see how it goes, because, you know, it's one of those where like, well, we don't really know what's going to happen. Probably didn't look too close at the schedule, to be honest, to see that there was week 14 buys. Uh, and yeah, I got bumped from the playoffs, lost in the first round to, to the commissioner of all people. So that stings a little bit. You know, that, that starts to feel, you know, fishy when mm-hmm. there's no, there's no adjustment for week 14. And then who do you end up playing in week 14? The commissioner who beats you in week 14. That's I mean, right. Jeez. I know it sucks, but it's what it is. I got my other team that's still in. That's, I've got one hope left and that's it. It's my only hope. It's like Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars. It's my only hope. <laughs> you ride that hope. Into the sunset, my friend. You do whatever you need to do. Uh, is this a, is this a team that you feel confident in? I'm just curious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is my team where I've I've got a very good record in. I'm number one seed overall. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Wait. So you do you get a first round buy then in that league, or do they not do that? Um, we should get a first round buy. It's only six teams make it, so um, I would hope. It hasn't rolled over for the uh, for the playoffs yet for whatever reason because my commissioner runs a ton of leagues. So fair. Uh, hey, commissioner is a very tough job. We have absolutely. to get that out. Of, I, I don't ever want to even our own commissioner who we like to make shit out of. Brian Brian does a wonderful job. For absolutely, he really does, and it's a it's a thankless job more often mm-hmm. than not. And uh, you know, I'm part of the reason for that because I never say thank you to the my, my commissioner. <laughs> I need to start making them cookies, uh, giving them holiday cards might be an improvement this year. That might be. That very well might be. But yeah, enough about our, our teams and our playoffs here. Um, let's, let's do our beer of the week, Jake. This is another uh, special one here that was That's gifted right. to us from our, our, our league mate, Nathan. Who is so moving the, on in the playoffs, by the way. Just yes. a shout out to Nathan. Congratulations, sir. Uh, so yeah, this is from a local brewery here in Wisconsin, Lake Louie Brewing, which we love Lake Louie, or I do. I shouldn't speak for you, Jake. Um, this is their Louie's Reserve Scotch Ale. Uh, how are you feeling about this one, Jake? I know you have a very much love-hate relationship with Scotch Ales. I'm, I'm nervous. I don't have a love-hate relationship with them. They have one with me, uh, which is they love to get me drunk and entice me in. And then the hatred comes the next day when they just decide... You're done. <laughs> You're going to sleep for 19 more hours while you try and get yourself out of this headache. And it rarely ever works. Well, good luck with that, because uh, this one comes in at 9%. So it is a fairly strong beer. It is a tall boy. Um, it, it's very tasty. I'm not going to lie. It's good. I love this style of beer. I love the taste of this style of beer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do. I do hate the after effects. So you're right. I have a love hate relationship with it as well. So if you had to give it a, a five mugs, ranking out of five mugs, yeah, instead of stars, you do mugs. Can I fill the mug up part way so that we can still have an incremental scale? Of course. 
Yes. Then in that case, I want to give this four and a quarter mugs. Yeah, I I'm love the taste. S- yeah, I'm going to say 3.75. It's a little thick and cloying for me. It's a little sweet. It's got, it's got a little bit of sweetness to it that I just, I don't know. Word of the day toilet paper? Cloying? That's right. Yeah? Nicely done. The more done. you know. I'm impressed. I'm impressed with that. All right, well, we average out to a clean four mugs then. I can do that mm-hmm. math right up top. Look right at in you. The brain bucket. Look I know. at you. Don't say I'm not smart mm-hmm. about things. Well, Dustin, I'm smart about other things. You know that? Barely smart well, about other things, let's be honest. I'm, you know what I'm a genius about? What's beer that? Beer bets. Uh, <laughs> I'm a genius with a beer bets. Do we want to recap last week's beer bet where I look like the smartest man alive? Yeah, you look like the smartest man alive. Only, okay. Let's let's just recap the bet here first before I go on my little rant here. So the bet was Tom Brady versus Josh Allen. I took Tom Brady. You had Josh Allen. Just total fantasy points. Tom Brady had 30.12. Pretty good week, you would say, right? Good enough to be QB2. QB2 overall. Like that. That's that's great. Good call on my part. Oh, Josh Allen had to come in at the QB1. With 36.22 points. I mean, come on. I I mean, wait wait for us, for one, to pick a very good game where both QBs fared very well. Uh, But the fact that I QB2, like, I mean, it's it's hard to to improve off of QB2. Except for there's only one space. There is. To do it. It's happening to your goddamn quarterback, so... I, uh, I do want to say, I think this is, A, the only time this has ever happened, where we've mm-hmm. had literally the one and two in our beer bet. But yeah, I was proud of myself for just finally not picking a garbage bet to go down with. You know, this was <laughs> this was an exciting one. Like, this was an amazing, I mean, for real life purposes uh, as well. Because if you watch the game, you got to see the almost should have been comeback by the Buffalo Bills after mm-hmm. I think being down by 26 seven at one point in the game and they made it an overtime game and if it wasn't for some referee hinkiness i think that the bills could have and, and probably should have won that one um uh, but the bucks ended up doing it. yeah it was disappointing but yeah really good game uh, i enjoyed every second of that comeback there by the bills uh only because i wanted to see Tom brady lose so <laughs> i know well and it would have benefited uh, our beloved Packers, who turns out didn't really need it. I mean, it would have helped anyways. Right. But we ended up with the number one seed now in the NFC because the Cardinals lost to the Rams on whoop, Monday whoop. Night Football. Thank you, That's Rams. pretty exciting. I know. Very exciting. Look at them doing good things for us. I saw somebody mm-hmm. post on Twitter. They said, uh, look at that. Odell Beckham actually did help the Packers out this year. Nice. I like that. Right? That's nice. All right, Jake. Well, uh, I'll pay off this bet here. My shot. You are an amazing fantasy football prognosticator slash genius. Congratulations on your victory. I thank you, sir. And I'm just going to take a stab in the dark that that's some fireball going down the gullet. Sure is. Hashtag not yet a sponsor, but we'll get them. Hashtag should be. We'll get get them on board. I'm going to make it. 
I'm going to make it a thing. Now, do we also want to, I want to, I'm not even going to ask. I asked last week just to be nice. I really want to talk about the update on our remaining season beer bet, which as you might recall and listeners might recall is Cortland Sutton, weeks 13 and on. Is he going to score more than 11 points per game the rest of the season? Dustin, I, I posited this to you and you took the over. Mm-hmm. And in week 13, it looked bad because he had mm-hmm. three and a half fantasy points. Yep. Now it looks worse because his average has moved down to 2.7 fantasy points. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, wow. wow. <sighs> yeah. What in the hell? I was the guy saying to drop Cortland Sutton. Even I didn't think he would do this badly. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to totally concede this uh, a bet yet because I know anything can happen. So I know I don't want to prematurely uh, evacuate this player, uh, but uh, he is basically droppable at this point, especially leading the fantasy playoffs. You cannot rely on him. So just he's a roster clogger at this point. So if you if you're in your playoffs and there's a better option out there, don't hold on to the rain name recognition with him just drop him just drop him well this was brought up not to bring up the um the other podcast that i'm on but ball blast fantasy football had been brought up michelle said or no it was kate what would he have to do in a performance to make you comfortable starting him again and like even if the dude put up 20 fantasy points Mm -hmm. this week i still wouldn't start him the following week that's no. where I'm at with him. No, me either. I, you just can't trust him. Unless for some reason, and I'm not I'm not trying to wish this into existence by any means, but if like Jerry Judy got hurt or Tim Patrick got hurt or something, basically right. Judy, because uh, once Judy came back from injury, that's when Portland Sutton's involvement in the passing game really started to go down to where it is now. So yeah. barring something like that, like I said, I'm not wishing that by any stretch of the imagination here. Um I, yeah, he's droppable at this point. Uh, but as I said, I'm not giving up hope on my bet yet. I will pay that out at the end of the season when, if slash when that actually happens. But yeah, not looking good. Fair enough. Fair not enough. looking good, right. Bob. <laughs> Let's move on to a more fun segment for both mm-hmm. of us. Yeah, absolutely. Drunk, 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 drunk. Drum trade of the week. This week's come to us from Reddit user Oldenall. When life is hard yep. and headaches are strong, <laughs> use Oldenall. I was going to say, it sounds like a bad fucking medicine out there. Oldenall. <laughs> or like maybe it's like a, a cream or something you have to rub on your body for some sort of ailment. Yeah. Yeah, or that was, wasn't that Thor's dad's name was Odin, right? Yeah. And so this would, this would be like the god of, uh, you know, aspirins, I suppose. In any case, <laughs> Oldenall is in a 10-team PPR redraft league and says, my brother and I got absolutely hammered around week five or six during a get-together with other guys in our league. Love those. I miss those. We haven't had one of those personally some time um would be nice to get that kind of uh, action back on the table in any case they agreed to a trade where the user old and all 
sent Jerry Juby, Amari Cooper, and Alex Collins. At this time, Chris Carson, they expected him to be done for the year. But Alex Collins was the backup. And yes. Uh, and they traded for Debo Samuel and Miles Sanders. I think we spent like five hours trying to negotiate a good deal, they say. Seemed fair at the time, but has worked out very well for me. Debo almost single-handedly revived my season. Dustin, this was sent in to us uh, just about two and a half weeks ago. So mm-hmm. after that initial bit, what do you think about that trade? Well, you know how I feel about Debo. So giving me all the Debo, I'm all for. And Miles Sanders, um, was this redraft? Yep. It was a redraft league. So, um, yeah, Miles Sanders, he's had a couple usable weeks here later in the season. I know he's kind of banged up. But, yeah, with Debo, I mean, that was fucking lights out uh, playing him all season long. Alex Collins didn't really work out. Amari in and out of the lineup where he's been kind of dinged up, injured. Uh, Dre Judy, same deal, was injured for a while. So, yeah, obviously worked out for Odin there. Um, I love that. Uh, And I don't know that I would have necessarily considered it a fair trade at the time either. I mean, just because Debo was like wide receiver three or wide receiver two at that time, uh, where like Amari was already kind of dinged up, Jerry Judy... I don't think he was hurt yet, or maybe he was coming off of injury. I don't recall, but um, it's not like he was blown up by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, I think I think Odin got the better end of that deal, uh, hands down. Yeah, this this was an easy one. Of course, in retrospect, it's so easy to look mm-hmm. at, and that's why we love to do it because we love to be the idiots who look back on everything with twenty twenty vision. And then go, ha ha, you guys are stupid. Uh, but at the time, I do want to bring up, you said about Jerry Judy, he had already been injured, but you're right. There was there was thought that he'd be back soon. So mm-hmm. if this was week six, let's say, because they said five or six. If this was week six. He was kind of on his way back in. And he mm-hmm. had a couple of nice showings right away in the season. So maybe they think, Debo's a fluke. You know, that's going to come crashing back down to earth. Then I'm going to get these two really solid receivers and an upgrade at running back. And none of that really turned out to be the case. Um, you know, Alex Collins, not like he did anything, but uh, neither is Miles Sanders outside of basically one game. So Very true. Um, now, I, before I get to, because I want to ask your thoughts on people now going forward, but I got this update in from them today. The story concluded this week with my brother, with my brother thoroughly kicking my ass by 60 points, and knocking me out of the playoffs. So. Karma. That's, you get the gloating. That's right. You know, get the gloating out there into the internet. And karma what finds happens. it. Karma yep. has Google. So yep. they can drag that shit down. Uh, that's the just, fantasy that's football brutal. goddess is a fickle mistress. Yeah. To get knocked out with Debo on your roster, it hurts. Let me tell you, yeah. as somebody in that exact situation, <laughs> it hurts. Um, yeah. Now, so I wanted to ask about Debo long term because obviously he was—I'm going to say our guy, but he was mostly your guy. Like you were so mm. over the moon with him coming into this year. So next year, then, are you just as high on him? Are you worried that he's not getting as many targets and he's been used as a running back lately? That is a little bit concerning, but I think that's more of a facet of 
all the running backs being injured on the San Francisco offense right now, as they always are. I don't I don't know what their strength and conditioning coach needs to do to, to work specifically with the running backs, but the running backs always seem to be injured on that team. Or maybe they just got to find different guys that, you know, try not to get hurt on a daily basis. This is just fucking ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I think it's just been more of a function that they have no running backs that they can rely on to stay healthy. So Debo's getting those kind of carries, although he was always kind of used uh, in kind of that expanded running back role where it was like quick screens or bubble screens or they do end around jet sweeps, things like that with him. Um, So he was always kind of involved where you get maybe one or two a game. So it's not like this is something new we've seen from Debo. It's just he's being used a lot more in that respect right now. Uh, but to get back to your regular regular question, no. Original. First question. First question. Yeah, I am very high on Debo. I don't see any reason why this would change as things stand right now. Obviously, come the offseason, not that I would expect them to bring in another wide receiver or something, but... Who knows what GMs and coaches these days? We can't can't predict anything, but assuming things stay relatively similar to what they are now, I see no reason why Debo wouldn't repeat this. And I don't care what people say about well, it's because Jimmy G and you know he's a game manager. And no, I, I think even with Trey Lance, like Debo is a special player. We've seen it now two of his three seasons because when he was a rookie two years ago, we basically saw flashes of this it wasn't quite to this level but i mean he produced and produced very well last year was injured kind of a lost season and now we see him fully healthy again and look what he's doing just lighting the world on fire so i don't see any reason why they would go away from using him in this way so i think moving forward yeah he's he'll he'll be a, a wide receiver one not the wide receiver one a wide receiver one uh next year i like that because he's, he's a guy, you're right, that they manufacture touches for. And so that quarterback switch doesn't scare me as much as it does for a lot of other players. Like, you know, sometimes quarterbacks can just develop stronger relationships mm-hmm. with certain players. And you saw that with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup certainly this yep. year like that. And Robert Woods is kind of more in the Debo Samuel mold where he gets, you know, those touches. But even people forget before he got hurt, he was still very relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, in a, in a high performing wide receiver. So Debo will be the same. Um, hope you got him on the cheap. Uh, cause it's going to be pretty tough, I think, to do that now. Maybe people are freaking out about the lack of targets. There's a tiny, teeny discount to get, but hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you might be able to get a tiny discount if, if people aren't believing in him, but eh, try it. See what you can get. Always try it. It's better to try and to fail than that's to right. The, not the worst try thing, and be a stinky pants. That's right. The worst thing that will happen is that they'll your, your league mate will reject your trade and then go into the league chat and ridicule you for for a bad trade offer, and then egg your house, and then uh, put a flaming bag of poop on your doorstep. That's it. <laughs> but that's worst case poop. scenario. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst case scenario. Uh, worst case so, scenario. Yeah, absolutely. We've all been through worse. <laughs> True story. True uh, story. Dustin, I so, had a question for you. Oh, no, go on. No, no, no. Go ahead. 
I just had a brief question for you because again, we don't. There's nothing planned here, but I, I know you probably had a couple of topics brewed in your head. But before we get to that, the one other semi-serious fantasy football thing, at least that I wanted to touch on, was running backs this year. Of course, sucked. Not not overall, or I shouldn't say not as individuals necessarily, but overall, running backs have sucked because injuries. Basically, just injuries. Injuries, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then some underperformers, too, for sure. And then mm-hmm. some, you know, even the running back by committee wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be this year. It was really just the injuries. So next year, do you go into your redraft? And I we talked about this a little bit on a previous episode, mm-hmm. but I'm curious to know, is there a chance that you take a running back in the first round next year? Yes. Yeah, I think it, it I mean, it really depends where in the draft, you know, where where in the draft order I am for that. But yeah, I would definitely consider. Almost, ex- yeah, 100, almost 100 percent say I would take out running back in the first round. OK, I mean, because if I mean, look at look at JT this year. I mean, he's been just yeah. lights out. I mean, and again, with injury, you can't predict injury. But I mean, Derrick Henry, he was a league winner like he was. Running away by far, pun intended, running uh, away with the running back crown this year because he was that far leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else, even without his receiving. You know, uh, he's not not as a receiving back. So, yeah, I think going RB in the first round is not a bad thing. It's just like any player you draft. It's just kind of luck, a lot of luck involved if they get injured or not. So I mean that doesn't change my my drafting strategy necessarily. Uh, if anything, I might lean into the the R- heavy RB to start the draft because there is a lot of depth and quality depth at wide receiver. Where I kind of did the opposite. I went you know, running back first round, but then loaded up on wide receiver because I'm like, oh, I love this guy. Draft him. Oh, love this guy. Right. Draft him. Love this guy. Draft him. And then all of a sudden I got like six wide receivers and one running back. And I'm like, uh, I should maybe draft some running backs here and kind of got myself oh, into nice. a bind. Um, so, yeah, if, if anything, I might go a little heavier running back. Start running back heavy. You know, do your wide receivers. Get, get your quality wide receivers in the middle rounds. Maybe throw a running back or tight end in there, depending on um, how the draft is looking. And then kind of the late single digit rounds hammer, you know, some of those committee running backs like the James Conner type where there is a path for relevance just to try to get some, you know, quality depth on my team. I like that because I was thinking about it because this is another hot topic of debate on the social medias. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about it, it's like, you know, there's still been so many wide receivers that crapped out on you this year too, that were drafted highly. Maybe mm-hmm. not to the extent of the running backs just because of the injury, but like Stefan Diggs has been really hit and miss this year. Yep. DK Metcalf has been disappointing. Allen Robinson obviously has been crazy disappointing. Ugh. There's been busts at, mm-hmm. you know, AJ Brown had injuries that he was dealing with and was taken out. So it's not just running backs. So then I look at the first round. It's like, well, am I going to take a running back? Yeah, probably. Because who else am I going to take? Mm-hmm. I personally, this year, you know this, but listeners, I drafted Travis Kelsey in the first round. I think I drafted from the seventh spot, I want to say. 
in our redraft league and snatch up Travikowski. Like, yes, let me set and forget my tight end. And I mean, yeah, he's been tight end one, but it's not like he's blown away the competition enough for me like to justify doing years. that next year. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who are you going to draft then? I'm not going to take a quarterback still in the first round. That's still not my method. I'm going to I'm going to draft one earlier, but I'm not going to take one in the first. So <laughs> then you're almost, yeah, it's like I'm going to draft a running back again. I just hopefully mm-hmm. I luck out and get one that stays healthy. Yep, exactly. Because that's that's what it's. I mean, it's all luck. That's all it is. It's just all luck. There's no way to know who's going to be healthy, who's going to be injured. A little bit of skill. A little bit of skill. Okay. Like drafting James Conner, you know, in the ninth round because you knew he was going to blow up for like 30 touchdowns. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That guy just continues to just perform and do his thing. Jesus. Although a little dinged up. There is a chance he might miss this week, so that's that's concerning with with your fantasy playoffs here. It's it, it, you know I I'm fine in leagues where I have James Conner. I already have like four other running backs because he was my my fifth. That's oh, hey, true. Nate, Nate Hamilton stopped into the chat. By the way, he says I know to comment here, uh, here being YouTube, since you don't look at Twitter comments anymore. Nate, we don't know how to find Twitter comments anymore. It's not that we don't look at them. We plainly don't know where they live. Or I don't, I should say. Yeah, I don't know where the Twitter comments are either. So, uh, But yeah, thanks for joining us, Nate. He says, hi, guys, by the way. Listeners, uh, Nate Hamilton on Twitter. Follow him, DominateFF, on Mm -hmm. on the old Twitter sphere. He's one of our favorites. He's been on the show before. He'll be Mm -hmm. on again if we're lucky. If we're lucky, yeah. I mean, but, he is big time, so. <laughs> but, yeah, the the running back thing, I don't know. I think it happens every year mm-hmm. where we have this damn issue and people overcompensate the following year for what happened in the previous year. And we're going to see it in perpetuity until we die. That's just how fantasy football works. Well, that's right. We are just wired to overreact. To the tiniest bit of news and tiniest bit because you know it's it's right here it's like recency bias it's just right here what happened boom that that's all we know well yeah because see what happens is the recent information comes into your head and it has to punch and uppercut its way through all of the ingrained data from like the last decade but it it, it just fucking mows that down and pops right into the the front mm-hmm. there and it stays there. And it's not great. <laughs> it is not great. <laughs> that was my analysis of uh, fantasy football. And I'm not showing nice. So, Jake, I want your opinion on this. And I I, uh, I, I know I already told you about this, but I just for the show, uh, I want to bring it up uh, and get mm-hmm. get your get your thoughts on it. So um, the wife and I were out for. Uh, kind of late lunch. What was that last Friday? Yeah, it was last Friday. Um, so we're out at the bar and having a late lunch and uh, they had the ESPN on the TV screen and it was football was on. Of course, she's like, well, why is there you know, a football show on? They're not, you know, there's no games today. I'm like, well, because football's king. And what else is on on a Friday afternoon in the middle of winter? Yeah, That's I mean, fair. Really, you know, there, there's not much going on. So antiques roadshow. Like, yeah, so she's like, okay, that's fair. So she 
made a Super Bowl prediction. Now, this is a woman that started watching football when we started dating. She had never watched football growing up. Didn't come up from a football family. She's a hockey family. Uh, finally got her turned into a Packer fan and a Badger fan, which is probably one of my greatest life achievements, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> so, so she understands football, but is not, doesn't do fantasy football, doesn't care about football really, but you know, understands and follows it enough. So, um, so she's like, I want to make a Super Bowl prediction. I'm like, all right. I'm like, so first, team she picked was the Tampa Bay Pirates and I said oh you're so close I'm like you're, you're so close <laughs> and she's like the Buccaneers I'm like okay there you go you got one she's like okay so the Buccaneers and then we probably spent about five minutes for her trying to figure out an AFC team uh, but ultimately mm-hmm. uh, settled on the New Englanders and I, again I'm like oh so close you're so close it's the New England Patriots, but you got the right area. You know, you got that. You got the New England part right. So I'll, I'll give that. If to this you. was an answer to like a trivial pursuit question, like you'd give it to her. It was close enough. You know, it was right on the cusp. No, you would not give that to, if if the answer was New England pa- New England Patriots, and you and she said New Englanders, you would not give that to her. Fuck no. <laughs> you are you, an anarchist. You don't take trivial pursuit seriously so apparently let's, let's not to here. your standard jeez you got to be cutthroat playing trivial pursuit there's an answer that's it's, it's spelled out on the card what the answer is and that that is the answer that is the only acceptable answer you are the fucking monica of board games and uh, you we both play the same way in our household so it's fine <laughs> anyways go on anyway back to the story so so she's she's got her two teams. I was like, okay. I'm like, actually, for just randomly throwing out teams, they're both doing very well. Uh, first in both their divisions, and doing sure. very well as far as the conference standings go. So I was like, okay. So this was her. This this is where things kind of went off the rails a little bit. So she says the score is going to be twenty eight to twenty four, but they're going to score on a last. They're going to win on a last minute field goal from the fifty yard line. And I said, well, one, that would be an incredibly long field goal at, you know, like 67 yards. Uh And two, if the team was up by four or by by a point, it'd be 25-24. They would have no need to kick the field goal to win at the last second because they would have already won the game. So (laughs) I I, so I said, I'll take the 28-24. I'll hold you to 28-24. But I'm like, just, yeah, it's a good I'll, guess. I'll, yeah. It's so. a good guess, not just for the score, but also for, yeah, the teams, obviously, the Bucks and the Patriots. I've, I've seen a lot of people float that out there. So she's, she's in good company. Absolutely. Yeah. And in I was, terms I was of honestly revenge, impressed. Revenge narratives. I mean, that's, you know, if one and were she to did, believe. She did pick the Patriots to win. Okay. So Patriots 28 24. Yeah. It's good. I guess I would rather the Patriots. Yeah, I, a I hate back to back Super Bowl champs. I hate. I that. do. I, and I, would ha- I don't want Tom Brady to have all the nice things anymore. Uh, there's that. There's that piece of it. But it's also New England has won so many Super Bowls that it's like, do they really need another one? I don't want either of those things to happen. I hope neither team makes it to the Super Bowl. I'm just going to be honest because Tom Brady doesn't need another Super Bowl, and neither do the Patriots. They both had too many lately. Agreed. 
I so. agree with that. Now, to her point about a last-second field goal winning it, there's there's a small world. There's like a 0.5% chance that the Patriots would be up 25 to 24, and there's like 13 seconds that they couldn't burn up. And maybe instead of punting it, they decide to go for the long field goal. And technically, that would be a last-minute win with the field goal, I guess. That's it's it. a stretch. It's That's a stretch. It. Yeah. I but tried I mean, to make would, would they really kick a 67-yard field goal? Bill would. Knowing, knowing <laughs> that you could return it out of the end zone for a, a run back? It's fair. It's fair. Okay, 0.001% chance of that happening. I mean, but I, I appreciate could see Bill spirit. doing it just because he could be like, hey, fuck you, Tom. I do but what I want. Analytics be right. damned. Do you have different teams in mind? That well, you've, of course. Well, let's do it this way. Do you have different ones that you project to be in there or that you would like to be in there? Besides Here's, Packers. Well, the Packers is one of my teams. I And that's, well, partially being a homer pick, but also I feel like they're going to make it this year. Um, but the NFC is so tough because there's so many good teams this year in the NFC. I, I know it's it's more with my heart than my brain, but uh, I think it's warranted. A little groin. A, a little groin, yes. Um, just, I yeah, I think, I think this is going to be the year. I think it's the year they all throw it together. But for the AFC, I had picked, um, cripes, who did I pick? Oh, I picked the Bills. Cripes. I think the... I think the Bills are going to turn it around, and I think they're going to make it to the to the Super Bowl this year. Well, if they can ride the momentum off the last game for, and play like they did in the the second half of the third quarter on the rest of the way, they would be dynamite. Mm-hmm. And it's not like that's not within their range of outcomes. It's very much there. And the AF. <sighs> It sucks because there's only like three teams in the AFC that I can see going in. That she feels good about. Yeah, I know. That was a tough thing. And that's it. And I can't think of a fourth team, I don't think. I mean, yes, Patriots make a lot of sense. Yep. Uh, And Mac Jones, like, the question is, can Mac Jones sustain a playoff run to get them there? He's been good in what he's been asked to do. Actually, he's been great in what he's been asked to do. It's just like as things really kind of ramp up, how much is that going to fall to Bill? How much is that going to fall on Mac Jones? Yeah, but I mean, Mac Jones, he you know played at Alabama. He had us. Uh, it was very high profile there with that program. Played in the you know national championship games and all the big games with the SEC. You know, so I mean, he's he's used to that pressure. I think it'd fall more on the defense. I mean, their defense is playing playing lights out this season. Yeah, because I mean, their offense is fine. It, it is what it is. It's nothing special, but it's the defense that has either been winning them games or really keeping them in games, and they haven't had to ask the offense to do so much. So I think it would really fall down to that. If if that defense can continue to do what they've been doing, yeah, I think they could they could go. I don't know that they would win, but yeah, other than like the Patriots, the Chiefs, and the Bills, it's like. Yeah. You know Those what? The other you know what I'd like about. to see and has a reasonable shot at it is the Chargers. So they're sitting, I think, eight and five right now. Mm-hmm. Wait, would that be right? Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. They're they're, they're at the top of their division. Mm-hmm. And the Chargers would be fantastic to see. I would like to see the Chargers and, I mean, obviously the Packers from being a complete homer dick about it. And if not, then the Cardinals. I would like to see Kyler and the Cardinals if it's not us going there. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough to say who would come out of the NFC though, to be honest. Because I mean, obviously we got the Packers, but the Cardinals. Yeah, obviously they could do it. They've been playing very well, but then you got the Rams as well with that really good defense. I mean, their offense is no slouch either. Tampa Bay, their offense is lights out. Their defense, while it's been a little suspect lately, they've been very very good. Who am I missing here? Of the other good NFC teams, no, that's that's about it. That's about no, I'm it. Kidding. The, I, no, honestly, the <laughs> NFC is so heavy at the top. It's kind of. Insane. I mean, Dallas. Like, there's almost too many. To it's like a list. dark horse. Their offense is outstanding. Their defense has been playing much better. Micah Parsons. Oh God, defensive, defensive player of the year. He's a oh by far rookie. Jesus, he is so fun to watch. Like, and he's in on like every single play on defense. He's everywhere on the field. It's incredible. Incredible. This is a great lead into this. Have you ever considered, Dustin, playing in IDP leagues? Individual no. defensive player leagues? No. Just no. an immediate no. Have I considered it? No. Yeah. Would I be up for it? Sure, I would try it. Uh, I just, I don't follow. It's just a whole other facet of, of uh, fantasy to look at as far as stats and defensive players. I know who like some good defensive players are, but it's not. You know like the top villain the... ones. Yeah, I don't focus on defense. I'm, I'm an offensive guy. Uh, Let's say I played in one last year for the very first time, and then I played in a different one this year. It was like a charity league, so I couldn't say no. You know, of to a, a charity league, of course, and it was you know mostly uh, offensive minded, but there was like a small bit of, of mm-hmm. IDP. I think like six spots for IDP. And I would say it makes watching games more interesting on Sunday. I'm sure. It's like I'm tracking more because if I'm just, if we don't have the red zone on, which of course mm-hmm. we always trying to, but if we don't and you're forced to watch a game that you're not invested in, like the Packers aren't playing, just watching a game, it makes it so much more entertaining. Because you I'm have sure. more things. Like let's say you have one wide receiver in on offense and then you're just basically waiting for them to get back on the field <laughs> for fantasy purposes. Now, hopefully, you can have a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit more action out there. I don't know. I enjoy oh, yeah. it. I just want to say, you should try it. You should try a free IDP league once. I, I think, like you said, like a charity league or something, that would kind of be like it's just a, like a like a redraft league, basically, where it's one season done just to get, get your feet wet. I think that'd be a good introductory way of doing it, um, where it's, like you said, kind of low stakes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm open to it. I've never done it. I, I don't necessarily have a a desire to do it, but it's not that I would say if someone's like, hey, I have this IDP league charity or, you know, it's a free league. Just we're looking for someone to fill a spot. I'd say, OK, I'd try it. I'd be give like, it a whirl. shut up, dick. I don't do IDP. Yeah. Fuck IDP. Those people. Yeah, you you guys are weird. You. <laughs> I wouldn't you, say that. You wouldn't say that. To be clear. No, to you be clear. wouldn't say that. No, okay. no, obviously. I'm I'm all about <laughs> inclusivity here. That is not a word, but the sentiment is appreciated nonetheless. That's not a word. Are you sure? In- inclusivity. 
Yeah. I don't think I don't think that quite gets there. I think if you had the paperclip function pop up in our recording platform, it would mm-hmm. offer an alternative for you. But that alone would not be uh, the word. And I, I I know that you're Googling it right now. The word is inclusivity, Dustin. Inclusivity. Did you hear that? No. No? It didn't, it didn't come through? Nothing? That's no. What are you, tr- what are you trying to happen? What are you trying to well, make? Well, I, I was pushing the little speaker button so Google would pronounce it or, you know, say the word. It's, you, I you promise are, you, you, it's not pronouncing it inclusivity. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, you were right. I was wrong. You're smart. I'm dumb. You're good looking. I'm not so good looking. But you are killing it with the references tonight. I I appreciate that. Was that a second Sandler reference? Didn't we already get a Sandler reference earlier in the show even? I don't know. Producer, uh, go back and uh, rewind the tape. Check it out. We do need a producer for this show. We should. Uh, one probably to, to get us moving along in episodes like this. <laughs> Were there other things that you wanted to talk about tonight before we get into our, you know, our regular bookends? Uh, not really. It's just more of, you know, there's a couple scary injuries here going into the fantasy playoffs that I think people just need to monitor. You know, Austin Eckler looks like he should play this week. It's a Thursday night game, so it's coming up damn quick. But it is an important one against the Chiefs, if I'm remembering correctly. I suppose I could pull up the schedule and be like a real host here um, and have actual information available. I know. I know. Producer. Uh, I know. We need a producer so bad. Someone that'd be right in my ear saying, yep, you're right. (laughs) You just want somebody in your ear to tell you that you're right all the time. That's not a producer thing. You just want that like through life. So, yes, it's the Chiefs at the Chargers on Thursday night this week. So uh, that. That one is concerning, especially for fantasy playoffs wise. Obviously not right. for the Chargers in their playoff berth because they're pretty, you know, they, sh- they should get a wild card berth here. But for the fantasy playoffs, though, I mean, I know I've got him on my my number one seeded team. Makes me very nervous with him being out or possibly out this week. I know it's trending. I think they said uh, after the game this last Sunday that he could have kept playing had they needed him to, but you know they didn't. They didn't feel like they needed him, so they held him out, which was nice. But definitely something to monitor because, yeah, that that scares me. And and he's been such a stud this season. Is there a running back behind him on the depth chart that if you needed a last second pivot from, you'd feel comfortable adding? Justin Jackson, yeah, I see, guess. Ah, that's so gross. Josh Kelly. It's gross. This is the Larry same thing Roundtree. we do every year with Austin Eckler. Because, you know, he's a small guy. He's going to get injured. And then when he gets injured, we're like, okay, we all think we know who the backup is. And we never know who the backup is. I mean, if I had to take a bet, I, w- I would take um, the first guy named uh, Justin Jackson. Okay. That would be the one I would I would lean okay. to if, if I had to. If I was forced to start someone from the Chargers because I had no other running backs. Mm-hmm. That would be the guy I'd go with. Can I tell you what I'd rather do? 
What would you rather do? If Austin, you can put Austin Eckler in your flex, knowing this information that you know now, you know, and, and presume that you have two healthy running backs that you feel comfortable starting, put him in your flex. And then last second, I'd rather pivot to a guy like Jalen Guyton, a wide receiver on that right. team, than even the direct running although, back behind him. Although Keenan Allen's supposed to be back this week. Mike Williams looks like he's going to play, so Guyton would kind of be backseat there. Guyton um, still he, had some utility even when both Keenan Allen mm-hmm. and Mike Williams have been out there. It's not been every game, of course. Um, but I, I have reheard for sure. I guess Keenan Allen would be back off the COVID list at that point. Yeah, yeah. He's been uh, activated from the COVID list, so he's should be ready right. to go. <sighs> Just hope, just hope that you don't have to deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. That's my fantasy advice. Just hope that you don't have to deal with that shit. Yep. Absolutely. Good call, Jake. <laughs> Good call. Strong analysis there. Thanks. I try my best. Uh, do we want to get into our starts of the week at least? Yeah, let's do it. So, recap last week. Jake, you had Devonta Freeman versus Cleveland finished as RB22 with 12.2 points. Um, Not great. That's an RB2. I mean, that's, that's the, it's, a, it's a solid flex play. I mean, I'll, I'll give just, that one to you. It's not that top 12 I, I always I know, these, you know. I know, but but that's not like it was a total bust like mine. Like, that was solid production that, that you could have used and probably needed to boost yourself into the playoffs this week. So I, I, I will give you that one where mine, on the other hand, did not work out whatsoever. So I had Russell Gage versus Carolina. Finished as wide receiver 47 with 10.4 points. And Jake, I know you're very happy because uh, you were talking big. You said if he finishes the top 25 wide receiver, you'd take two shots this week. And he did not. So you dodged a bullet on that one. Congratulations. I don't want to congratulate on somebody doing bad, you know, but I just, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the matchup. But is it, here's what I want to point out. Isn't this crazy? You just said that my guy was, for all intents and purposes, a hit, while yours mm-hmm. was this big bust. But they were separated by less than two fantasy points. True. I mean, yes, the ranking within their position was much different. But in terms of the actual fantasy production, not, not so much. So I think that just more speaks to like how, how crappy running backs are right now. Very true. And how deep wide receiver can be on a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't want to call your guy an outright bust. You know, an outright bust, like he puts up, oh, I don't know, Cortland Sutton numbers. Then <laughs> I would call him an outright bust. But given this, uh, I, I think he, he was fine. He was fine. Okay. I'll take it. I mean, if you're going to be nice about it, I'll, I'll I'll allow it. You were nice to me. I feel like I have to return the favor. All right. So, Jake, who is your current start of the week for this week? Well, I'm going back to the... Uh, I think I'm going back to the running back well. Um, and it's just because, again, it's the fantasy playoffs and running backs are... What's the word? Shit. I huh. I called the poop shit this time, Dustin. <laughs> aren't, aren't you proud of me? I am so proud of you. 
And uh, as much as I actually wanted to go back to Devonta Freeman, I, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna pivot. Because the thing about Devonta Freeman that I liked last week was he was still actively involved all game, all game long. He actually got ball through it on a on a touchdown, I believe. But other than that, he was he's the guy, and he played with a backup quarterback. So Lamar Jackson got injured right away in the first quarter, I want to say, mm-hmm. and then Tyler Huntley had to just storm back in, and it 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 kind of worked, and it worked for Devonta Freeman. But I'm a little too ner- nervous still for him this week, so I'm actually going to your guy this week. I'm one of your guys. I'm willing to start Miles Gaskin against the Jets. And Ooh. it's only because he's playing the Jets. Leave me when I say, if he was playing any other team, I'd be out. But the Jets are, uh, again, shit against running backs. They are allowing the most fantasy points by four points per game. The second worst is the Lions. They're allowing 24.6. The Jets are allowing 28.1 fantasy points per game to running backs. Even if Miles Gaskin can just get in there for a touchdown, he's going to provide utility in this disaster. Uh, Jake, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm. Oh, Dust. Dustin just. Dustin got so disgusted. <laughs> I mentioned Miles Gaskin name, even as a former Miles Gaskin truther, that he exited himself from the program in protest. He's like, nope, fuck this guy. I won't allow this on my show. I don't know what he was about to say, but I bet it was good. Oh, Dustin, you're back. I thought you I'm got back. so aggravated at me mentioning Miles Gaskin that you bailed. No, I would never do such a thing. You know, when you're trying to click through tabs and you click the X button by mistake? Sure. To close it out, that's what happened. Um, so anyway, what I was going to say is I'm going to allow you to change your 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 start of the week here since uh, Miles Gaskin is on the COVID list. <laughs> oh, Dustin, I mean, there, there, there is... There is a chance he'll be active, <sighs> but um, he tested positive for COVID and he's fully vaccinated. So, I mean, there is a chance he could uh, uh, play this week, but if I'll, I'll allow you to pivot if you want to. Um, I hate this game. This is why we did a show about nothing this week. Is there <laughs> so much of this bullshit? Okay. Do me a favor. Why don't we kick off with yours then? I'll I'll seek out an, an option two here to use. All right. So mine is Devonta Smith versus the Washington football team. Um, plainly spoken, Washington's pass defense has not been very good. They are 30th against wide receivers in the league this season. So um, that's not good, Bob. They're not good. They're giving up an average to all the wide receivers on a team. So this is team team wide receiver, uh, 39 and a half points, fantasy points per game. 
So they're giving up a crap ton of points. Philly is fighting for playoff berth. Still, they're they're still in the hunt. So they need this win. And and they're going to play strong, let's be honest. They're they're not going to give up. I love this rookie. I, I was hesitant and off him in the offseason. I didn't think he was going to produce like he has. Had a couple of these other wide receivers, Chase, Waddle, not performed so outstanding like they have this year. Um, Devonta would be talked right up there as one of the best rookie wide receivers. He's flashed very well. I think this is a great opportunity for him to go out and uh, flash again this week. Fire him up. I like that. I like that. Uh, I I was off Devonta Smith, I think, too early in the season. And I didn't give him enough time. And I didn't trust I didn't trust Jalen Hurts to be able to keep him consistent week to week mm-hmm. with my issue. But I, I actually really like that for this week. I found a, a second option here. Yay. So I don't like it. Actually, you know what? I like it about as much as my first one because I don't like saying Miles Gaskin out loud. So Jimmy Garoppolo is getting the start against the Falcons this week. And so here's another option that I find icky in almost Mm -hmm. every other situation. But Jimmy Garoppolo is, I mean, he's been consistent. I hate it because one of my biggest preseason pronouncements was that Trey Lance was going to take the league by storm, you know, around like week five. That's all he needed. And that, that didn't happen. So instead, Jimmy Garoppolo gets my nod here this week. The Falcons are allowing the second most points to opposing fantasy quarterbacks. And what I love about the matchup more than that is Matt Ryan has been just good enough to keep the Falcons in games to Mm -hmm. where a dink and dunker, a la Jimmy Garoppolo, can have utility all the way through the game. It's not like he's going to come out bombing in the first two quarters, probably, and put them out so much that they defer to the run game for the rest of it. I think it's going to be even enough where he's going to have to stay passing throughout the entire game. So I like him this week. Nice. I like that as well. And I'll be honest, I, I was looking at that for our uh, beer bet for this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jimmy yeah, yeah. G versus Matt Ryan. But ultimately, <sighs> I said no. Didn't want to do that? Why? Because no. you didn't trust... It was even enough? No, because I think Jimmy G will outperform him, to be honest. And you knew that's who I'd take. That's right. (laughs) Well, hey, this could have been a Chicago quarterback versus Lions quarterback debacle that I enwrapped myself in like four weeks ago. Mm Mm-hmm. But you're not going to do that, huh? Not for the good of the podcast? Not for the good of the podcast, no. All right. Listeners, you heard it here first. I love you more than Dustin does. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what's your what's your backup plan here? I don't know. I'm looking for one. I'm going to be honest. I'm checking it out. I Can was thinking... I throw out an option or no? Sure. Yeah, if you've got one, go for it. I mean, I'd be I'd be happy to take over for this week if you're comfortable with it. Obviously, so you would still get to make the the decision on who you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, think? you feeling yeah, good? Sure. Hit me. Perfect. Because this this came to me because we were just talking earlier in the show, of course, 
about AFC teams and who could make it to the Super Bowl. Two of the teams that ended up mentioned, ultimately because I forced one of them in, was the Chiefs and the Chargers. So what I would love to know from you is Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert, the kid, Justin Herbert. Total fantasy points, another quarterback duel that I think both of these guys could end up in the top five again. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with you there. Um, who do I want? Um, oh, I hate having to bet against Mahomey because he's Patrick Mahomes. But I think I will. I think I'll take Herbert only because the Chiefs offense just hasn't been clicking for the most part. I know this last week against the Raiders, uh, they lit the world on fire. So outside of this last week, though, they haven't really been doing chief things. Maybe this was the kickstart they needed this last week and, and they'll get things back on track. But let's be honest, the Raiders defense isn't that scary of a defense where the Chargers actually have some good pieces on their team uh, and have a fairly solid defense. So, I, yeah, I'm going to go with Herbert. I was hoping I could get you a name value alone to force you to go pack Mahomes because I, I also believe that Justin Herbert will come out on the, the top end of this, but mm -hmm. I do think it's going to be fairly close. I think this is going to be one of those games where the Chiefs are going to – it's like make or break time. We're talking right. about a live look at a potential playoff matchup down the road here. And so well, they it's probably, have to, no. Yeah, and it's for the division too, essentially, because the Chiefs are nine and four and the Chargers are eight and five. So I mean it's essentially for who's gonna win the AFC and for uh has significant seeding for the playoffs here as well. So I think uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I can continue this streak. Of mm -hmm. dynamite head-to-head -head matchups for us. Because so, I don't want any of that trash anymore. No. So here's the one I was thinking about. And ultimately, oh. I was like, eh. So it was total fantasy points. Joe Mixon. They're playing the Broncos. And I was going to say, with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams combined. Joe Mixon's the number three overall running back on the season. Joe Mixon versus both? Yeah. Total fantasy points. Hold on now. Can we can we double up potentially on this? I, I, I was thinking it would be no. Denver very easily. Oh, okay. You know, because that's who I was gonna take. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's yeah, like that's... Yeah, okay. I I mean as much as as much as I've shit on Joe Mixon, he's had an outstanding season. For um, sure. But yeah, I mean the the dynamic duo of running backs. I was like, that seems a little lopsided to me because uh, I I would want Denver in that situation, and I'm pretty sure that's what you would have picked, and I'm pretty sure they would both outscore Joe Mixon. So it's like I don't feel don't I don't feel like that one's as close as as uh, initially thought in my head. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, all right, we we don't have to use that. We'll go with just one beer bet for the week. Yay. All right. Well, I would normally say that's the end of our show because we have nothing left on our show sheet, but we didn't have a show sheet really today, so we'll just end the show here. <laughs> um, go out, check your waiver wires, still be active on your waiver wires, even if you're not in your playoffs, the, the championship bracket. Go out and be active in your waiver wire. Still be an active participant in your league. 
hopefully your league has some sort of uh, punishment for uh, being in the fantasy toilet bowl and the fantasy loser of your league because that just makes it more fun. But yeah, be active in your league till the bitter end, whether you're in it or not. It just makes for a more competitive and fun league. Do you concur? Yeah, just don't be a lazy dullard. That's right. That's right. Be cool, man. Be cool. Go out, give us a rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast. It helps everyone find us more, which we really appreciate. Go out to YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel, click on the little bell. It will alert you, believe it or not, whenever we go live, like we are currently doing right now, so you can see our beautiful faces and interact with us in the chat. We love having everyone in the chat with us, so please go out and do that. Go out, find our podcast on Twitter, at Drinking Fantasy. We will answer any of your fantasy playoff start-sit questions, any of your trade options out there for the playoffs. If you still have uh, trading open, we will give you assistance there. Or maybe any sort of life advice as well. We're here for you for everything, not just fantasy football. Yeah, like what's the best way to cook a turkey if you don't have a working oven? That's an example of a question that you could ask to us. And, I mean, we'll give you an answer. Right, Dustin? That's right. The grill. Oh, I was going to say the dryer. You should direct all food-related questions to my co-host, Dustin. Very true. This is true. So, uh, Jake, where can folks find you on Twitter for all the greatness you bring they have, oof, that's a heavy word there, but I can, uh, they can find me at Jake Trowbridge. Nice. And you can find me at FF Dusty Dog. And until next week, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers. Where's the outro video? Here it is. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit.